Life is an up and down journey. People are messy. We aren't perfect. Sometimes we make mistakes and we hurt each other. So how do we get past the hurt or worse, the betrayal? How do we forgive people? Why would we even bother? And what about if we're needing forgiveness? How do we invite forgiveness from others? And how do we forgive ourselves? Today, we're going to have a conversation about forgiveness. And we have Finn here in the studio to have a conversation with us about forgiveness. Yes, I'm back for the third time in this show. Yes, you are. I'm Anne-Marie, the Soulful Therapist. There are natural, gentle ways to heal, discover yourself and find meaning in the world. Let me introduce you to them. I'm a psychotherapist, past life therapist, clinical hypnotherapist, master knitter, Reiki master, teacher, author, and seer. I specialize in trauma, helping young people, and spiritual development. Shall we begin? So we were talking before about how some of the things we've had a conversation about that people wouldn't necessarily think are things that are topics that men would talk about or boys would talk about. It was love, meditation, and that was it. Now it's forgiveness. Yes. So do you think these are these are topics for, for men or blokes or boys? Absolutely. It's all about being a human being, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we are going to have some questions we're going to work through about forgiveness. So you on board for that? Yes. To introduce Finn to everybody else, Finn is how old? Nine. Nine, that's right. So let's have a bit of a, a talk about forgiveness here. So Finn, what is forgiveness? Basically, if you forgive someone for something. If you forgive someone for something. Yeah. Forgiveness, usually if we need to apply forgiveness to a situation, it's because someone has felt hurt or been hurt or we've actually had a negative effect on people. So there are examples that are relevant to each of us and it doesn't matter whether you're 9 or 29 or 59. People are imperfect. So there are going to be times at which we unintentionally hurt the people around us. One of the things that um, is very, very relevant to anybody who's attended school particularly is bullying. So is this something that is relevant for you at your school, Finn? Yeah, bullying doesn't happen, otherwise they get a strict talking to. So at your school they yep. get a strict talking to. Yeah, but and we and at my school we have like reminders and stuff. So we've got reminder one, don't do this again. And then we've got reminder two, please don't do this again. And then we've got class sit out, buddy class, and then principal. Mm-hmm. So your school has actually got a really good policy on bullying. Yeah. So in the middle of all of that doingness, at some point, does somebody apologise? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so when somebody apologises and says, I'm really sorry that I did this to you, what happens next? You either, um, you either um, forgive them or, yeah, you keep being cranky to them and that's going to end in the end of your friendship with that person or attempted friendship anyway. Yeah. So forgiveness is really necessary so that you can keep being friends, you can keep getting along with people, yeah? And so it's obviously we're talking about a school situation here, but 
Sometimes that applies to older people as well in the workplace. So if we're talking about bullying, bullying is what we would call power over people. And it's actually a function of the personality. So a lot of times on the program here, we're talking about our personality-based thinking and our soul-based thinking. So bullying is an aspect of our personality. We're trying to get something that we need. And unfortunately, what we're doing is we're actually using bullying to get power over somebody to actually get what we need. Free will, which is the complete opposite, is actually a function of the soul. And if we look at that idea of free will, um, free will is one of those universal laws. There's an incredible amount of good people can do when they freely choose, and it's incredibly important to humanity's progress. So if you are an advocate of spiritual thinking, of course I am, then the world is a school. And so this idea of free will um, and doing the right thing by other people and even choosing to forgive people is like gold stars on a report card. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Finn? Yeah. Now, the power over stuff. Yeah. Now, you ha- t- people have this one reaction to the power over and stuff, mm-hmm. and they normally, because free will and stuff, you know, the soul thing, their first reaction is, no, you can't do that. I have my f- own free will. But the thing is, the action back only just sends them further in the overpower stuff because then they try to impress them, outdo them and that kind of stuff. But if you accept it, they're fine. They get all they need. Mm, Okay. So just like when, for example, at school, when someone is using power over and at school we call it bullying and in the workplace we call it bullying as well Um, people need to be warned that this is actually not a good thing to actually do Um, when we find it is a good thing to say to people stop Um, this is not helpful and it's actually hurting people so now if you have someone who can actually pick up the colors in the human aura and we will have to do a podcast about that in the future 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 Yeah, that's right. So the color of bullying and using power over people, using your will and imposing it on other people, that actually shows up as ochre, the color ochre in your aura. So if you're one of these people that can see auras and you see that color ochre in their aura, this is when you actually should warn people and say, hey, you need to actually stop using that power over. So what do you think, Finn? What about if we've got somebody who doesn't even believe that they've got an aura? Well, for those, we might just have to say it's a colour of your personality. Mm. But what if if they've got ochre in their aura, that colour? It's not a good colour. It needs to no. be cleaned up. We need to get like a little bit of spray and wipe. We need to just give them a bit of a clean up. So if they don't believe in an aura and they don't understand that that's actually something that they're walking around with as an emotional imprint, what should we do? Well, we need to tell them of their impact and and stuff, and that's mostly what um well, that's mostly what mum kind of does. She shows people what she shows people their impact and shows them how to stop it. Mm. So much like if we were going to do chemistry, which is a lot of equations, people's behaviour is a lot of equations as well. So you're right, we can describe their behaviour and say, hey, 
this leads to that outcome. So if you want a different outcome, which is getting along with people, then you need a different set of behaviours. So finding some beautiful, kind and respectful words is usually the way to do it. Yeah, ba- basically that that could be like a chemistry thing yourself. So two parts kindness, one part learning and four parts um, four parts um, showing, you know, and that could lead to helping them. That sounds like a magical formula to me. So we've been talking, this episode is called Radical Forgiveness. What do you think we mean by that? Now, when you say radical, that normally means, when I think about that, that normally means means like the word great or something. So great amounts of forgiveness. So basically if someone's done something big and horrible. Yeah. You have absolutely nailed that one, my friend. So radical forgiveness is extreme forgiveness. Some people have done some pretty awful things and some people have been hurt a lot. And so when they have to dig into themselves into a very, very deep way to forgive people, that's what we call radical forgiveness. Sometimes, Yeah, sometimes people don't forgive them, you know? Yeah, so forgiveness is a choice, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. What? Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes there's that bit of ourselves that goes, I don't want to forgive them. What's that bit of you saying? That's probably the devil on your shoulder and the hate. (laughs) That's not so good, is it? So would we describe that sort of thinking where we say, you know, they don't deserve to be forgiven? Would that be personality-based thinking or would that be soul-based thinking? Well... I believe that's like some sort of emotion, some emotion that they've created. It's often very emotional for the person making the decision as to whether they're going to forgive or not. But is it personality that says, I don't want to forgive them? Or would that be their soul? Personality, because they've they've hurt them. They've, Mm -hmm. you know, destroyed some part of their personality. And the personality is trying to fight back where the soul is calm about it. That's right. Personalities do fight back. So this is something else for us to think about as well. Why do we want to forgive people? And once again, if we're into spiritual type thinking, um, then all of these uh, experiences of suffering and restriction, these are initiations. Uh, They're necessary Um, And it's this idea that life tests us all the time so that we can develop our character, so that we can step up to the plate, so that we can expand and we can learn. So Brian Weiss says that the earth is a one-room schoolroom. And the difficulty with that is that everybody is in the same one room together. So we will have, you know, the kindy kids mixing it up with the postdoctoral students. And that can get a bit messy at times, um, especially if it's, uh, you know, we're we're finger painting, Um, you know, the postdoctoral thesis can get uh, a little bit affected by paint. So this is the thing. This is the difficulty that we've actually got. But if we can approach these situations of restriction and suffering and people choosing to behave in certain ways, if we can really step up to that, accept it, breathe our way through it, then what we get on the other side is freedom. We don't actually forgive people for the other person. We always forgive people for ourselves. A few years ago, I had a beautiful, beautiful student and 
He had seen more than his fair share of suffering and he had made some pretty wrongful choices about, you know, numbing his feelings um, with, uh, you know, substances. And he had decided at a certain point that, yeah, you know what, this is actually not working for me. I'm going to step into my strength. And he very bravely accepted help and he turned his life completely around. And I was absolutely fascinated by his story. And I said to him, I said, my gosh, there are a lot of people who did things when you were very young that were what some people would conceive to be unforgivable. You know, how did you make that step from going, hey, this is unforgivable to actually, do you know what? I'm going to forgive them. And I'll never forget this. He said to me, Amory, what's the point of not forgiving people? It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to drop dead. And I was just so blown away by that particular perspective. So to hold on to the negativity that Finn was describing a minute ago, it actually hurts us. It doesn't necessarily hurt the other people that have transgressed against us. One of the myths here is that people think that um, forgiving someone is actually forgetting it. It's about saying, hey, that was actually okay. And that's actually not true. What forgiving is, is about releasing ourselves from the prison of our thoughts and rising above that position into new freedoms and new understandings. It is completely okay to label other people's behavior as toxic. It is completely okay to say, you know, I'm going to go and play on the other side of the of the room. Um, absolutely. But when we forgive, it is actually for ourselves. So the struggle that we're talking about is actually when we go, hey, I know this person needs forgiveness, but I'm not sure I want to give us. That's actually a struggle we're having with our personality. Um, and one of the strategies that I use, which is incredibly effective, so when I get into my cranky zone, um, I actually will go and meditate because I know that in meditating, I'm connecting with my soulful thinking. And so many times I'll come out of that meditation and go, okay, I can release what I was thinking before. I know it's healthy for me to forgive and it's healthy for me to release it. And in addition, what have I learned from this experience? Because that's where the real value of it is. If we decide we're actually not going to forgive, and Finn, you was talking about it before, what happens if people go, you know what, I'm actually not going to forgive you? Cranky, cranky people. Cranky, cranky people. And what happens to the relationship between people if they're not going to forgive, Finn? They're probably going to become frenemies or not friends anymore. They're probably not going to see each other anymore. Mm. So it creates isolation and it creates distance. And, you know, sometimes that's not so silly a thing to actually be doing unless, of course, that negativity actually constrains you uh, in the life that you actually want to create. What if, and again, if we're looking into ideas of soulful thinking and reincarnation and that sort of stuff, where we have these entrenched lack of forgiveness. Um, and, you know, I've met with people who've had some extreme stories uh, of what's happened to them as children. And so for them to go, hey, I'm never going to forgive that, it, look, is completely understandable. Unfortunately, what happens is it actually creates a karmic debt. This is a disharmony um, and it, 
actually can be carried over into future lives together because it is something that needs to be resolved. And there is one point that I do want to say is that sometimes what will happen is people will go, oh, you know, Fred did a bad thing to me. Uh, he's just paying me back from me doing a bad thing to him in a past life. That's, oh, that, that's gosh, a- no, 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 please no, please don't tell me. let's not let's make payback like that because the past life version that was a different personality ah very good finn different personalities equal different different scenarios different scenarios the other thing too is that sometimes if there is these power battles um then they can carry on um issues of power um and dominance can carry over from one lifetime to the next They do need to to be resolved, but they're not resolved in a way where it's tit for tat, I'll repay you with violence and intimidation. That's not the way to go. No. How do we solve these sorts of issues, Finn? Well, we could solve it the easy way. We could just end it right there. I mean, like, the choice is when they hurt you, you have to forgive them and not retaliate because if you retaliate again, it's going to create... Chaos, chaos everywhere. If you retaliate like that, chaos, you know? That's right. So Martin Luther King says you never solve hate with more hate. The only way to actually heal hate is with love. So this is what we actually need to do. So how do we forgive people? Um, And there was a little tip that I came across some years ago uh, that belongs to Radley Valentine. So thank you for sharing that with everybody. And it's such a beautiful little phrase. So when we've got somebody that we think, oh, my gosh, we are not getting on so well, and sometimes it can be confusing about who's been doing the... um, Uh, you know, the hurting, uh, because sometimes everybody's hurting everybody else. But this little phrase, I think, is absolutely beautiful. And you imagine and visualize the person. You find yourself a quiet space. Just breathe. You imagine and visualize the person and you say, I forgive you. I forgive myself. And I hold back no unforgiveness. And for me, this is the key point where sometimes we go, yeah, I forgive you. And there's a little part of you that's still frozen, still frozen. We need to release that as well. So it's really important that if we have been a victim, that we actually acknowledge this um, because we don't want to get stuck in a powerless attitude or we don't want to get stuck in a fighting attitude. Um, So we want to really acknowledge and release it. Um, it's actually quite difficult if there's been uh, a combative relationship because oftentimes you'll find in those particular situations there are energetic ties. There are a connection between these two people's aura and this is most significant when it's actually been uh, uh, an intimate relationship, a really close friendship where love and you know difficulty have been interplaying with each other. So the hard thing is, of course, is that most people don't see these ties, these energetic ties, but they actually do exist. So, Finn, I've got another question for you. What is it? I want, I really want to know. It's easy to think about when people have hurt us and that we need to forgive them. So that's an easy thing to think about. But what about if we've done the wrong thing, Finn? What about if we need forgiveness? Well... You need to give them an option to forgive. Draw out your wrongs and give them to them. Uh To them. 
And if you even feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you tell them what's guilty about okay. a, about it and stuff, and that'll create, like, this basis or, like, this, well, in, like, computers, um, you know you know how you have li- this little thing in the screen and it's like, yes or no? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that you create to give them a basis of yes or no. Mm-hmm. So guilt can be a signal to ourselves that we actually are needing forgiveness from another person, that we've actually done something wrong. So if we tune into our feelings, our feelings can be an incredibly good guide into what action that we need to, to take next. So I think kids are often used to being wrong, aren't they? Like kids are learning, so you guys are used to doing the wrong things, getting it wrong sometimes, and and so it's a bit of an easier place for you guys to be in than grown-ups, isn't it? Yeah, because if grown-ups do the wrong thing, they might not feel the guilt. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because as a kid, you're, you're used to, you know, finding your problems and your and you're misleading stuff, but, but, as an adult, you might think that you've done everything that you need to know. No more mistakes. Oh. Ever. Oh. And this is the wrongness of your, and this is, like, really, really wrong, because even as an adult, you're going to make mistakes. That's exactly right. Grown-ups get a lot more practiced at things. We're right an awful lot more. You are correct, but people aren't perfect. Yeah. So the thing is, when we need forgiveness, the thing that's hard about that is, especially for grown-ups, is accepting that we're not perfect. Sometimes it's really hard for some people, especially kind-hearted people, to actually go, hang on a second, I've just really hurt someone there, and I need to look at changing that, I need to look at learning and I need to look at, at doing better. And that's a pretty difficult conversation to have with yourself. But if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling guilty, if you've got any of those uncomfortable feelings, then that can be your key sign that you need to actually do something. And then, of course, you've got the whole thing which we've been talking about so far is making it up to the person. And there's a real risk there, which you've been describing really well, Finn. It's like, how are they going to take it? And you're not in charge of that. No. Mm. What are you in charge of? You're in charge of how you make it, of how you create that basis of a yes or no scenario. Because if it's not not very like, if it's not very well played out, it's probably going to be eighty percent no. Ah, uh, as in the yes or no is their response to your apology. They say yes, they accept it. Or they say, no, I don't accept your apology. Yeah, okay. And it's difficult too if you're being misunderstood. And I guess this is a good reason why I practice your words um, so that you can make yourself better understood. And, you know, that's the other thing you were talking about, Finn. It's actually really hard for grown-ups especially to be vulnerable, to go, hey, I'm presenting you who I am um, and I'm really sorry for what I've done. Um and But even though it's a place of vulnerability and most grown-ups feel incredibly uncomfortable in that space, it's also a, a place of strength and it creates that opportunity to move forward. So you can move forward as friends rather than enemies. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I once had an experience, and this was with a colleague, and 
we were very, very different people and I had huge amounts of respect for her, but there were times we really did not see eye to eye. And I was so impressed. We actually got on the wrong page at one point and I was like, oh, okay, what do I do about this? And I was really struggling to work out what do I do next and do I speak to her and it's very uncomfortable. And she actually grabbed me at one point in a quiet moment and she said, we don't seem to be connecting uh, can you tell me why? Because she really didn't get it. Uh, and it was really fabulous to have that person who was brave enough to take that step forward to say, what's actually happening here? Um, and then what she did was really amazing because I said, hey, you know, this is what's happened and this is the negative impact on me. And she said, look, I'm actually really sorry. Um, I didn't actually intend for that to happen. Um, and I didn't intend to hurt you. Um, I can see how that's worked out uh, and let's go forward from here uh, and I will make these decisions to to make things more balanced and to, to make it up to you. And I thought that was just incredible. Um, where we can sometimes get into trouble with people is when they say, oh, I'm sorry because you got upset by what I did. And in actual fact, is that an apology, Finn? No, you need to pull yourself out on what you've done. <laughs> you do need to go, hey, I did that wrong. They did that wrong. So we've got our last little question here, Finn. This is the trick question. The trick question. The tricky question, you mean. The tricky question. Yeah. What is the hardest type of forgiving to do? There's forgiving yourself. There's forgiving other people. What is it? What's the hardest sort of forgiving to do, do you think? Forgiving yourself. Yeah, why do you think that's the hardest one? Because some people think they're perfect and that's not true, <laughs> you know? For some people, that that is a defence. That I think that life being messy is creative and wonderful and um, there's so many opportunities for learning and when we get into the whole messiness of life, um, we can have some really unexpected things happen and that can be really magical. I love the magic of that. But some people, that's not where they're sitting. Um, so, yes, forgiving yourself is always the hardest thing to do. And it requires having some love for yourself and having some compassion. Um, our culture, uh, there is a tendency to blame and to right fight and to go, hey, no, I've not got this wrong. You've got this wrong. And I'm going to tote it all up and tell you how you've got things wrong. So this cultural tendency to blame and to right fight, it's embedded in parenting practice, it's in schools and workplaces, um, and it's something that we probably do need to do a little bit of a pushback. In the end, we can only do what's right because it's our character. And again, once we truly have learned something, we take it from lifetime to lifetime. So that incredible ability to, to absorb our experience and to make right of it where we can, that's an incredible gift we can take from one lifetime to the next. So, Finney, would yes. you like? I think what we should do right now is actually practice some self-compassion. Are you on board? I'm an on board as a person who, as a person who's on board a ship with sharks circling it because he can't get off the boat because there are sharks. Well, I'm hoping there's not too many sharks in your future. It was metaphor. Oh, okay, fine. Close your eyes. Beautiful. Okay. So what I want you to do now, Finn, is breathe, which is something you do all the time. 
okay? And this is a beautiful Tibetan practice. And what I want you to do is just for as long as you'd like, I want you to breathe in compassion for yourself and breathe out compassion for all other beings. There we go. Breathing in compassion for yourself and breathing out compassion for all other beings. The deepest parts of our mind are not bound by time and it's never too late to forgive, to love and to savour the vast beauty of this world. Those are the words of Dr. Brian Weiss. And he further says, forgive the past, it's over. Learn from it and let it go. People are constantly changing and growing. So don't cling to a limited, disconnected, negative image of a person in the past. See that person now. Your relationship is always alive and changing. Do you have any last words before we go, Finn? Amazing. Double brilliant. Wow. Okay. See you next time. You can always support the show if you'd like at Patreon. This is how it all comes together. So if you've got questions, uh, you can always contact me directly. I'm now doing video chats so we can spend that time together if you'd like. The website is annemariemcglasson.com. If you do Google the Soulful Therapist, if you scroll a little bit, you will find that website just in case you can't spell my name. So thanks very much for your time today. Stay subscribed and we'll talk soon. See you next time. Bye. To all you folks out there that are listening.